Blog Talk Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Did the song end? What's going on? Welcome to TNC Radio, the next chapter. I am one of your co-hosts, A-Town, and your other co-host is on the uh, network, I mean on the line. What's up, homie? Introduce yourself. What? Gypsy Soul Child. What's going on? What's going on? And this is, and this is the next chapter radio, and... uh. Welcome to the next chapter radio, TNC. 
where we will always be diving into open, in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. As we're tuning in tonight, which is now with A-Town and Gypsy Soul Child, to get your next chapter on. We opened it up with, you know, a little bit of Dr. Dre instrumental, the next episode, because that's what we're talking. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting, interesting week for everybody. So, Gypsy, how was your week? Tell me what's going on with you. Oh, man, it's pretty good, pretty dope, pretty dope. Um, gearing up for, uh, well, I'm an adjunct, adjunct professor uh, teaching DJ classes. Uh, inside of an audio emphasis or audio engineering program at Ohio Media School. So I'm gearing up for a class there this week and gearing up for uh, another uh, show on Sunday. So, you know, I take what I do seriously. So I there's been a lot, a lot of work, a lot of positive work going in this week. A lot of a uh, lot of preparation. Then I get to get to the fun part. And then of course, prepping music for uh, this week's show. So listening to a lot of tunes. And so, how, how how have you been? Just karmatically, cosmically, spiritually. What's what's going on with you? How you feeling? Oh man, I'm feeling good. This uh. This extra hour of sleep is doing the body wonderful. <laughs> it always throws me off, but yes, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. An extra hour is nice. You know, I woke up, thought I was late for, late for church on Sunday, and I was like, oh. Then I turned some of my watches back, but some of the clocks I didn't. So I'm going around thinking stuff is later than it is, and I was all confused. So I got to change all the clocks and stuff in my house because I just was changing the watch that I was wearing. And the computer, you know, they do it for you. So I'm going to stop being lazy. Oh, I forgot. Hold up. If you're listening in, you can always call in at 646-668-2574. Again, that is 646-668-2574. To give us your opinion Today we're going to be talking about knowing your seasons And so um, We would love a lot of input on this And we get into that, that's the main topic We get into that to the second hour And we always have a hot topic of the day um, Some Neither one of us Knows what In other words, one of us picks it The other one doesn't know what it is So, um, you know, it's always interesting conversation So we're going to have a hot topic in a minute But, you know, we're going to get to finish Summarizing our weeks and then summarize in the previous show before we get into that. So my week was interesting, you know, because, you know, we have our affirmations. Um, I think, where's your affirmation last week, um, Gypsy, to well, continue to be productive or something? What was it? Uh, yeah, continue to be productive. And, you know, because there's a difference between being productive and being busy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to maintain productivity and uh, maintain my um, lack of tardiness. Yeah. 
And for those who aren't really sure the difference between productivity and busy, busy is what my kids try to look like when they say they clean in their room. Productive is what they're not. There you go. That's the simplest way to break that down. They look very busy. But when you come back in the room an hour later, you can see there was very little productivity. Matter of fact, you still wonder how they could be that busy and be that unproductive at the same time. I'm just saying, I love my kids, but they can master doing nothing. So, this week, I've been terrible with my effort. <laughs> my nephew and niece on the air? The A. Hey, let me tell you something. Wow. They inherited the parts of me that I tried to get rid of. Like, they're going to be diligent. They're going to be focused. They got ADHD like a mug. <laughs> they, couldn't con- they can't concentrate on nothing but candy and computer games. But um, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll get to that later. But my, I've been terrible with my affirmation. And I, need, I, I, I realize I need to just change my affirmation. I need to be productive. Because my affirmation was to read at least two books a week, and I have been reading, but I'm in a transition. I'm leaving my job. I'm going to start doing private mental health full time, but not in a um, not in a, um, the licensed clinical mental health way because I don't want to get caught up in insurance and billing and all that other kind of stuff. And because I'm a pre doc intern, I couldn't do it anyway. But I just don't like that game, and you know I want to start. I'm going to start doing mental health seminars for the public to, to better educate them on mental health, on the processes, on diagnoses, and, and knowing what to do when you have a diagnosis or you think you have a diagnosis. And then I just got a proof of the relationship cookbook. I have the new cover of the relationship cookbook. It is looking lovely. I did a Facebook Live for the first time. It was interesting. I didn't know what I was doing, but I worked it out. And we're going to do a book release for it. And I realized that in doing the book, we hadn't updated the website. So this week I've been updating the website so I didn't get to read two books because, you know, updating a website when it hasn't been touched in years is not a simple task. So I've been doing that. So I have been productive, but I haven't read my two books a week. So I think I'm going to just set it up where it's a book a week because I can force feed myself that and then just to be productive. So those are my new affirmations. But the week has been good. Matter of fact, the week has been great. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got the books. I'm doing the website. You know, just revamping and, and getting used to being on my own and not working for anybody and living as a speaker and an artist again. Going to be some real interesting stuff. Which leads us to the recap of last week's show. Last week's show was talking about turning a positive into a negative. And is that possible? Is that just some BS we make up? And basically, you know, we decided that there is turning a positive into a negative, you know, and it's seeing both sides of it, taking what we can get from it and using it to the best of our ability. Um, we also talked about that when you turn a positive, a negative to a positive, it's a lot of things that we go through that we consider are blessed if they have a great outcome. But if we think they have a terrible outcome, we look at them as a punishment. So one of the main things we were talking about was changing your perspective of the end. Because if you have a desired end and a benefit, then, you know, what you're going through is blessed. So, for instance, you know, we talked about being trapped on an island and having to do stupid stuff that you would never do and 
being physically challenged and nauseated and all that other kind of stuff, and then just throw you on there for a week or a month, and it's like, oh, that's terrible. But if I offer you a million dollars at the end, oh, this is what I got to do to reach the next level. And, I mean, that's basically survivor. If you took away the money and the benefits, you know, uh, survivor would be Shanghai. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So oh. it's just turning <laughs> So turning the negative into the positive is really about changing your perspective about the end and finding something valuable in it that you can use to help yourself in the next situation because, hell, everything that people go through and they're successful, or they say that was a learning situation or growth, and then people on the other side who go through it, when it's not successful, they talk about how terrible it is. So it's not the actual act. It's what you get out of it and your perspective of it. So... It is changing uh, a negative to a positive. It's not as simple as it sounds, but it is doable. So that's what we talked about. You want to add anything to that, Gypsy? Oh, anything, yeah. Anything? By the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to our, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland brethren, uh, Arsenio Hall, right? Because mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us, he kind of weighed in on one of the subtopics of last week's show, uh, the first part of it, where we, we talked about Miss Halle Berry. And he weighed <laughs> in on that. Oh, you bringing that up? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> and he weighed in on it on his new Netflix special. So I'm not going to tell y'all oh. what's mine. But all I'm going to say is, yep. <laughs> okay. So we have to we have to say um, what happened last week so you get it. We call ourselves ignorant intellectuals. In other words, we pride ourselves on knowing our stuff, on, on being some intelligent, well-versed brothers. But we also like to indulge in ignorance every now and then. So the question was, Last week, if Halle Berry is crazy as she is fine, would you still date her? And that turned into a long conversation. So if you want to, if you want to call in and give your two cents on that, you could do that too. But I mean, that's not the hot topic or the question of the day. That was just one for last weekend. Can you do very fine and very crazy? And you know, are those? Are those compatible? Like, does crazy become acceptable if they're, like, so fine that, like, you smack people when you see them? You know, and, you know, Halle Berry, I would argue, you know, is smack somebody fine, you know, but if she's crazy, if she, if she is, like, really, 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 really crazy, is it worth dating her? So that's a question. And also... You know, um, women, that goes for you, too, if it's a dude. But as dudes, we don't know who is, like, smack you fine. So just put them in the situation. If a dude is smack you fine, not smack you, but smack somebody else fine, would you date him if he was crazy? That's the question. How valuable is fine and good looking? And can it purchase crazy? That's the question. And as I said, I saw the stand stand up, and Arsenio, you know, he touched on it. So we'll let you figure that out for yourself. All righty, 
But we're not going to touch that anymore because that turns into a long subject. But if you do want to comment on if crazy and fine are compatible, call us. We want to hear what you got to say. 646-668-2574. That's not the topic of the day. So, uh, Gypsy, do you have a topic for the day? Because if not, I have one. I have to let you know it's a serious one. So if you don't want this to devolve into some really intellectual banter, you might want to come up with one. But I do have one prepared. Do you have a hot topic of the day? Well, it sounds like you really want to get this off your chest. So go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, it's not that. It's something that really caught my eye that I didn't know about. Right? It, so that, um, that was me. That was me being nice and saying I ain't got nothing. I mean, you so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so it's a brother called Sean King, and he does this. He has this one thing going called Flip the Senate, you know. And he's about action. So I follow, I listen to his podcast. You know, I, I get his emails. You know, and um, he keeps you abreast of stuff, man. And he really, I re, this is a brother I really appreciate, and I like his steed, and I like the way he moves. So. This is the um, post. I'm on Facebook. I'm reading it from his um, from his profile. So it's, I'm, he's saying this. I'm not saying it. Listen to me. We have 16 days to save the life of Rodney Reed for a crime he did not commit. So far, we have 31,952 of you have signed our petition and joined our team, Free Rodney Reed. Um, but it's going to take millions of us. We need all hands on deck. Okay, watch this video and other videos are posted. Learn the facts. Research them for yourself and click the link in my bio to join Action Steps. Let's go. And that's Sean King, S-H-A-U-N King, and he's on Facebook. So anybody listening, y'all can check it out. But apparently it's this brother named Rodney Reed who is scheduled to be executed in 16 days, and apparently he didn't do it. And I'm saying apparently because, I mean, even Dr. Phil got in on it. Dr. Phil um, actually did a show where he actually interviewed the guy, and then they talked about individual forensic people come in who say that physically and just based on time, he could, this brother couldn't have been the one who killed this woman and that, he was de- that she was dead even before they crossed paths and that he was set up. But apparently the governor and everybody else is not listening to this information, and so they're about to, it seems like, execute this guy, you know, who seems to be innocent in 16 days. So my question is this. What do you think of the capital punishment system? Is it is it valid? Should it be dismantled? And if it shouldn't be dismantled, how should we keep it? Because, I mean, you can't bring somebody <coughs> back to life. Once you kill them, they're dead. That's it. Ain't no reprieve. If you put somebody in jail and find out they're innocent, you can let them out. But they're talking about it's been I don't know how many people who've been exonerated posthumously after they've been executed because they found out they were innocent. So my question is, what do we do about that? Like, what do we do about the, the capital punishment system? And what do we do about possibly executing innocent brothers? I mean, I think it was George Bush who said when he was, like, governor of Texas, he only spent five minutes per decision. On executing people So you know I'm like That's a low ratio Of you know time to you know death You know because death goes well, on for a long time Not, not, not for, not, not for death <laughs> that's, that's, 
that's that's heavy thought for W. Let's not forget. Talking <laughs> just, pretzel. We talking. We talking about W. Okay. We, he, I mean, yeah. there's footage of him reading a book upside down. So. Hey man, you gotta give him an A hey. for effort. So hold up, if y'all, if anybody want to chime in, this is the next chapter radio, and our hot topic of the day is the capital punishment system, what do we do with it, and how do we address the possible killing of innocent people? If you have anything to say about this, we want your input because we claim to be intellectual. We do not claim to be infallible. So we like to hear from you about what we're talking about because we want insights. So if you have any insights or opinions on this, call us, 646-668-2574, and let your voice be heard. Again, that is 646-668-2574. And we are live. Gypsy, your take. What do we do about capital punishment? Keep it, throw it away. If we keep it, how do we make it fair? And what do we do about possibly killing innocent people? And if you get this wrong, everybody dies. Well, don't get, that's no pressure don't get quiet at all. now. <laughs> that's no pressure no, but for at all. Real, like, okay, no, for real. Um, okay. I am of two minds on the subject. Um, Does that mean you have two personalities? I've got multiple of those, so we're not going to ask all of them to weigh in. We're just gonna. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna do. You should not admit that in public. That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so let me be quiet. This is a serious subject. Weigh in. What's going on with it? What should we do? Mind. Um. Listen, I'm I'm of two thoughts of when it comes to the death penalty. First and foremost, I understand that there's a lot of people who. Um, are innocent and they're executed. I also understand the ratio of people of color who are unfairly ex- and who have been unfairly executed or even incarcerated. Um, you know, and and they've been innocent. I get all of that. And then I'm of the mind of. You know, it's just some folks that just should not be just you, you you have fucked up in life and you should not be breathing God's good air. <laughs> and how do we decide that? And you are a monster. <laughs> okay. Peter. An example. Give give, give um, an example. You, you know, we have to be who who okay. who, who in the history that you know of is that monster that you know you shouldn't be breathing anymore. Like okay, uh, and 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 you know, Cleveland. We're I'm I'm I mean we're both from Cleveland. Um, yeah. Sir. There was a guy named Ariel Castro, right? Mm-hmm. This bastard <laughs> kidnapped three young ladies, right? One of them. Oh. In, in, Right, and he he was impregnating them and beating the children out of them. Right, they made a movie about this fool on uh on Lifetime. 
believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it was so horrible. Like he had some some girls trapped for like 10, 12, 13 years. It was absolutely horrible. Um, you know, you probably have seen the picture on uh, this stuff made national headlines. And then they yeah, were like, I everybody was about making fun story. of the guy. You know, about yeah, the I guy. Yeah, I remember hearing about this story. On Facebook, who came out, big giveaway, and had the hairline that, that rivaled Stevie Wonder's, and you know. Yeah. It, uh, that dude, yeah, that's that's the same. That's the same uh, story. He was the one that found the the girls. Um, he raped, tortured, uh, impregnated these young ladies. He was literally a monster. Like one girl, he kidnapped, and then was out in the neighborhood helping. Oh well, we'll find her one day. Yes, let's go out and look. Like, you know where she's at, and you're helping her family look for her. You know, before he got caught, (laughs) before he got caught, there is footage of him being in a band playing on the local news morning show here in Cleveland. Like, he's playing the bass. Boom, 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 boom. Getting his uh, Larry Graham on. And so, he got three girls but, kidnapped in the house. But how do you do this? How do you differentiate to make sure you you're getting rid of people like him, but not getting rid of innocent people? And is it worth keeping it to get rid of people like him, even if you got to get rid of innocent people? Like, and for those who don't know, um, if you just listen, we're talking about a hot topic of the day is a brother named Rodney Reed. You can look him up on the internet. Um, he is on death row. He is scheduled to be executed in 16 days. Dr. Phil chimed in and some other people chimed in, and they say they have independent forensic people who say that, you know, not only is he innocent, he couldn't have committed the crime, but the powers that be are not listening to him. And so now it's this massive push to save him before these 16 days are up. And so we're talking about now capital punishment. What do we do about it? Should we keep it? If we keep it, how do we keep it? And how do we keep from getting rid of innocent people? And so if you have a, uh, a comment about this, call 646-668-2574. This is the next chapter radio on the Hour Radio Network. Gypsy was chiming in. So, Gypsy, the question is, how do you get rid of the good people? I mean, get rid of the bad people. And spare the good people when the system is built like it is, and is it worth keeping I'm, if we can't do that? I mean, it's it's so it's it's such a slippery slope. I, you know what? You have actually stumped me, man. I have no, I I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Like on one hand, like I said, the Ariel Castros of the world. Oh, bye. You're out of here. You know. But then it's brothers who have actually done stuff wrong, who have actually committed crimes, who were heinous career criminals, but reformed themselves. Like uh, out in California, uh, Tukey Williams, the brother that started the Crips, right? You know, Mm -hmm. he went through a series of reform and reformed, wrote books 
Chuck Lexus. I think that brother won a Nobel Prize. He did. For creating children, children in literature, for creating a children's book or a Pulitzer Prize, something for uh, uh, for um, making these books against gang violence. And he's one of the founding members of the Crips organization. You know, and they mm. still, and he went from being a total, uh, as the kids would say, savage, to when he was so muscular that, oh, by sidebar, that Joker was actually on the gong show, too, as a bodybuilder. That Joker was so muscular when they <laughs> stuck the needle in his arm. No, I'm, I'm I'm not even playing. Like there's actual footage of him on the Gong Show from the seventies. He was so muscular yeah. that they they botched his execution a couple times. Of well, not a couple times, but they like couldn't get the needle in his in his proper vein or in his proper arm. And he was just like, "That's all right. It's cool." I understand. Take your time. Even on his deathbed. Now, yeah, did did his organization that he helped create help uh, facilitate violence throughout Los Angeles and the country? Yes. Did it do all of these horrible things and cause many young black males and innocent people to be killed in 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 uh, uh in gang violence. Yes, did he re- try and redeem himself and change who he was? Yes, reform. Yes. So you can't really, you know. So will we get? So why would we commit somebody like that to murder? Who is a shining example of what reform and redemption actually should be? You know what I mean? So you have two very. Oh, by the way, uh, I mentioned Ariel Castro earlier. Let me say this for the record: he was that coward killed himself before he could go to prison. I will say that. But I, all of that, you know, with those two examples just in my mind. It's kind of hard to argue for or against it because it's a it's quite literally an individual basis. You know, it's quite so me, literally me, an individual hey, basis. Let me, and, let, and I think and let the current system. This real quick, so we know, Turkey did not get the Nobel Peace Prize, but he was nominated for one. He was nominated. Thank you. Yeah, he was nominated. He yeah. did not win it. But he was nominated for it. But so you saying the current system? Step up. Yeah, with the current system, hmm. man. I, I mean, unfortunately, the way the death penalty is with the different uh, appeals, and even until the last minute, the governor can give you a stay of execution, and you just live the rest of your life in prison, or you know, things of that nature. As much as that may suck, I think right now that's the be- there there are people who are far smarter than me just trying to figure this out. Um, well, well, I know it. Well, I know in Illinois, 
they had so many wrongful convictions that were getting turned over that they put a state on all executions because they couldn't guarantee that they were executing the correct person. You know, and even with Tookie, um, the um, governor was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnold Schwarzenegger said he, you know, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, let the execution go because, you know, um, Tookie wasn't contrite. He said if he would apologize for it, he would get him, let him out. But I guess Tookie was saying that he never, he, he maintained his innocence the whole time. And he said even to save his life, he wouldn't, you know, admit to a crime that he, he didn't commit. But, you know, Schwarzenegger said he was willing to, you know, you know, stay the execution, like whatever that term is, if he apologized. You know, so that's that's a deep one. Like, you know, you know, he's going to the grave and other people who are around might know whether he was innocent or not, but you know, brother would not do it. But again, like you said, what if what if we kill a Detroit Red and prevent a Malcolm X? Those and those are my questions. You know what I'm saying? It's it's for me it's one of those things where you never know where somebody might end up. And then also with the history of people in the with the history of America, you know, them executing anybody for a crime, you know, is is liable to just be absolutely incorrect. I mean, if you see all the news about all of the police officers that are getting exposed because they falsified information, I mean, even when they see us, I mean, that kind of thing, it, it's so deep that you know I wouldn't trust it. Like, I would have to do a stay on everything up until now and then just say anything tried after the year 2021, if we were going to do it, then maybe give it some time to work itself out. But nobody who's was tried before 2021 would be able to be killed because I think it's worth saving innocent people to let some of these knuckleheads spend the rest of their lives in prison. But it's just, that's a rough one. You don't know, you know, and I don't know if someone – I don't know if I'm the one to make the call or whether somebody can live or die, no matter how heinous they are. But there are some people who I wouldn't mind them being locked up for life. You know, and that Castro dude would have been one of them. You know, and but if he what if he reformed himself and changed? Does he get out after that? You know, but that's a different question because right now we're talking about capital punishment. And so, if y'all are in this subject, we're listening to TNC Radio, the next chapter. This is not our main topic. This is just a hot topic because there's a brother, Rodney Reed, who is scheduled to be executed in 16 days, and we are discussing the capital punishment, the death penalty. What is it good for? Should we keep it? If we do, how? And how do we avoid killing innocent people? And uh, and the sidebar topic is if Halle Berry is as fine, as crazy as she is fine, do you date her? And for women, just Insert anybody in there who you think is super fine and crazy. Is it worth dating them? Does fine cancel out crazy? If you have anything to say about that, call 646-668-2574. Now, our other topic today is knowing your seasons. And we think that's very important when getting to the next chapter. So that's what we're going to be talking about in the second hour. But right now, Let's get into a little bit of music because, well, we love music. And my brother, Gypsy, picked a great song that I love to life. 
called What's Happening, Brother, with Marvin Gaye. So after that, we're going to get back into the hot topic about capital punishment. Should we keep it? Should we get rid of it? Or how should we implement it? And does crazy get canceled out by fine? We're interested in your opinions. Call us at 646-668-2574. This is the DR Radio Network, and this is TNC Radio, the next chapter where we talk about getting to that next part of life. Let's get into some Marvin, and we'll be right back. happening brother that is off of the um I forgot the name of the album I about to say mercy mercy me but um, what's going what's the name on of the album the what's going what's on going album on? I, go, I go by the songs man and the thing about it is that album is interesting because there's no breaks musically each song transition to transition to the other and it's basically like one long story and I love it and I forgot the name of the album, but let me tell you something. I listen to it. I love it. It's one of my favorite albums. Matter of fact, that album has been voted one of the 
top albums of all times. Like I've seen many charts where they talk about the number one album, and that album is always in the top five, and a lot of them is in the top two. But um, also for those who don't know, historically, that is the um, first contemporary gospel album. That's the first album that had a real heavy religious gospel theme that didn't just blatantly say Jesus or God every word, but just talked about godly principles and stuff. And if you look at contemporary gospel now and you look at what's going on, what's going on is the blueprint. So if you really like contemporary gospel, if you just like positive themes and stuff, you need to check out the What's Going On album if you haven't. And if you haven't, what rock have you been in? No, let me quit that. <laughs> like, no. like, let, me, let me insult you real quick. So like, wow, really? You just go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's, yeah, I mean, my, that's how we get down. Man. Hey, you know, how yes. you know, I'm yeah. with you. That's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's how we get down. I'm, we all one. I mean, we talking about capital punishment? Does fine cancel out crazy? And you know, um, I don't know. We could talk about. You know the re, um, the um, sequel to Coming to America. I I don't know what they're gonna call it. Been here, but um, <laughs> but you know they coming out. Well, that one. I'm wondering how good it's gonna be after all of these years, and like how many of the original cast are gonna be in it. But if you want to um, chime in on anything, oh, every everybody's gonna be in. They got no, everybody Eric, in. Eric LaSalle said, Eric. Well, Eric LaSalle, the one who played, you know, the um, Soul Glow Air, they said he wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but what is he going to do? <laughs> like, what was it? He's going to let his soul back. glow. Let your it, soul it, glow. His story was hey, going he cut his curl. I mean, like, it, was, it wasn't nothing to hey. talk about. <laughs> hey. I'm he got dumped right. for a prince. He got dumped for a prince. He got heartache. You know, he, he got suffering. And for all y'all who don't know, coming to America, y'all just out of this conversation. But yo, he got dumped for the Daryl got dumped. Daryl rebounded with the skis of little sister. That don't count. She didn't take anybody. And she just took him because she wanted to be heir to the soul glow, you know, fortune. You know, and what up conscious. You know what I'm saying? I think she... I think she would have went bankrupt by now because ain't nobody rocking the Jerry. Well, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. Who still <laughs> got a Jerry curl? Huh? Who still got a Jerry curl? Hey, man, do you, have you ever been in, into the backwoods country south in, in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a church in the backwoods country south? Yeah, they still rocking them. Why would I do that? Hmm? Why would I do that? Hey man, I'm just trying to bring. I'm just trying to bring it all circle. You start talking about the gospel, contemporary gospel albums. I had to tie it in some way. Damn. Okay, well you know, we go we, we go Edward Sal and Jerry Curls and and the and and the churches and in 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 the deep south. But I don't I don't understand this how anything in the deep south could have a Jerry Curl because it'd be so hot down there. Ain't no Jerry and and ain't that much curl. I mean, that junk just be <laughs> yeah. too yeah, hot. You're in California. You're in California. One, yeah. Uh, three words. 
NWA. Hey, them jokers got fades now. Let's 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 keep that real. NWA has fades now. Yeah, but there's they pictures do. of Ice Cube. There's pictures of Ice Cube with a Jerry Curl and a skull cap on in the middle of Cal in California. Oh, that's just throwback days. And that's for that. Hey, that hey, that's for pumping up the the old '90s music. That ain't that ain't for style suggestions. That's that's be for real. And I'm from Cleveland, so I really don't care. You know, um, you know, I, w- w- that don't matter to me. But yo, we digress. <laughs> so let me read this again for station identification. This is the TNC Radio Next Chapter, where we will always be diving into open, in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter with your host, A-Town and Gypsy Soul Child. So, we always spend the first hour just getting it in, and the second hour is a serious topic. So, you know... um, we talked about the death penalty and capital punishment, all that kind of stuff, whatever you want to call it. And um, we have no solutions because Jimmy thinks people should go, but he doesn't know how to keep you from getting rid of the good people. And I'm not sure if people should go, but there are some people I think should be locked up for life. But then my question is, what if they do a Detroit Red to a Malcolm X to an El Haj Malik El Shabazz? Do they still stay in jail? And is that fair? I mean, like, at what point do we call an end to this? So if you got any input to help us, give us any insights, you can call us at 646-668-2574. And we really want your input. We really want to know, because, again, we don't claim to be, you know, all-knowing and all-seeing. What we give you is just thoughts and things to think about and helpfully process things in a positive manner. But we don't know, so we're just asking you. So, with that, Gypsy, is that your final word that I don't know? And if you don't know, what do we do? Do we keep it for now or do we suspend it until we know? So let's, let's, let's put some real stuff to this. We have it right now. Capital punishment is real. We got this brother, Rodney Reed, and I forgot what state he's in, but um, he is about to be executed in 16 days. And people seem to think he's innocent, even Dr. Phil. Like, I was watching the clip, and they had Dr. Phil's audience. And I think and Dr. Phil, after watching the stuff, he asked the audience their opinion. And something like 85 90% of the audience said they believe this brother is innocent. But he's still about to get executed in 16 days. So what do we do, man, until we figure it out? Do we keep it? Do we get rid of it? What's the happen? I mean... Everything is, I mean, when you think about it, everything is flawed. When you think about it, everything about the death penalty, okay, everything about the death penalty is flawed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been innocent people being executed for political reasons all the time. You see what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And or or just biases and grudges all the time, and you know, keeping with the gospel thing, there was this man two thousand years ago, you know. Yeah, but but those weren't systems. Like you know, Jesus didn't get executed based on a system. 
you know, where they just go snatch people and execute them. Like, you just kind of throw them to the dogs, they're like, keep them and kill them. And, you know, we understand political assassinations, but at least those are supposed to be, like, socially frowned upon, you know, and, and saw as the exception and not the rule. But we're talking about a system that is I mean, inherently flawed that's set up for nothing. Come on, Negro. There was a trial. We black in America. That's like saying. Trial. <laughs> that's like saying, living while black. Come on, let's be for real. I mean, <laughs> there was, he was a trial. Black in Jerusalem. <laughs> he was black in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but so, I mean, I mean so, so the question was: Was it a fair trial? Was it a just trial? Because one thing that Dr. Phil said, and I don't know why I'm quoting, quoting Dr. Phil. I guess that's because of the clip I saw. But people were saying, even if he's guilty, he still didn't get a fair trial. You know what I'm saying? So he got a trial. So what? Was it fair? Was it just? Oh, no, I'm not saying that this, that these trials are fair. They're, dr- they're just, you know, this is the end-all, be-all, and this, that, and the third. All I'm saying is it's been flawed since we can remember. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but even back, like, okay, and I'm glad I brought that up. But, like, even if not to be all, you know, just super hyper-religious and this, that, and the other. But, you know, just going back, just going back to to just Jesus, Jesus' time. There was a dude who was a murderer. He was a bad dude. And they were like, nope, let him go. <laughs> and get that dude that just walked around and was talking about loving everybody. You know. But the, the murderer, oh no, let him go. He he cool. He's just he he won't don't do it no more. Okay, he give us Barabbas. <laughs> right, we'll 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 take the murderer for ten. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's like wait a minute, <laughs> hold it. <laughs> Even to where the judge uh, in the trial was like, y'all sure y'all want to do this? <laughs> like. You know this man is clearly guilty. Alright, well, I ain't got nothing to do with this. That's on y'all. At at a mm-hmm. certain point. So at, okay. so we still have a lot of that same thing going on. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. who are locked up forever for political reasons or, or biases. You know, or, or you know, I just don't like, I don't like this person because, you know, you have those people. And then you have some genuinely bad dudes, you know. So what do we do? We know that. How do we balance so, it? Do we just throw the good ones in with the bad ones and they just become food? What I mean, is that what we're saying? Like, to get these bad dudes, we're going to throw them some good dudes in there too. And the good dudes, we're just going to use them as food for the bad dudes, so... They have somebody to eat up and not come and get us out in public. Is that what we're saying? Hey, man, it's it's like this. It's It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I mean, it's, 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 you know, you're not going to get a better, I'm be perfectly honest with you, you're not going to get a better judicial system until we become better people. Flat out. Oh. Oh, damn. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> okay. Neither was I. So, 
That one just popped up. But it's true. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have that insight and that moral wherewithal, you know, that's the problem. I think, I think, I forgot who, was, who said, uh, who said it, so I'm not going to throw a name on it. Is that our problem is like our morality is not caught up to like our technology and our intelligence. So the things that we're capable of doing, we don't seem to have developed the, the, the morality and the wherewithal to be able to decide whether we should do them. And I think that's my problem, you know, because before, you know, murdering people was cruel. And not, not that, you know, the way that we, you know, you can kill somebody and not be cruel, but I mean, just the lynching, the burning alive, the electric chair, and now that we have this, quote, humane way of killing people, you know, where you die kind of slow and, you know, innocuously, and, <laughs> you know, and you just, you just fade away. And that's supposed to be cool. And because now we can do it in a humane way, it shouldn't be a problem with killing people. I'm not sure that humane and killing can ever be in the same sentence. Even if you're doing it in self-protection, I don't think at the point that you're protecting yourself and you're harming somebody, you're being humane, you're just protecting yourself. <laughs> it ain't a problem with it, but I'm just saying the terminology seems like we, you know, we create a scapegoat to do it. But I love this. I'm like this, man. It's like the rule I got with apostrophes in English. When in doubt, leave it out. And so I'm like this. Until we figure out a way where we can uh, absolutely or absolutely significantly reduce how many innocent people are going to be victim to capital punishment, we should just get rid of it and just let people spend the rest of their lives in jail. But I want you to throw this out because this is a cause I'm down for right now because I believe the brother, based on the stuff I've seen, is innocent. But you can look up Rodney Reed. And he is on death row, and he's supposed to be executed in 16 days. And multiple people, including forensic um, forensic folks, seem to you know independent forensic investigation believe this brother is innocent. So if you want to um, be a part of this, sign this petition or whatever to keep him alive. There's one on Sean King, and that's S H A U N K I N G on um, Facebook. And he's on um, Instagram. Just look up Sean King and Rodney Reed. And um, if you're down with it and you think it's the truth, after you watch the videos, you know, sign the petition, get in it, and, you know, and, and save a life. But, like, today, like, we're talking about, um, we're about to go into the next hour, so we're going to have to get um, real serious. But we were talking about capital punishment, but nobody called in to, to, um, to talk about it. I want to talk about if Halle Berry, and if you're a female, just put in whatever guy you think is really fine, is as crazy as she is fine, would you still date her? We still want your opinion on that, and that's going to be an ongoing one. And I hope Halle never hears this because she's going to be like, are you saying I'm crazy? I'm like, no, I just heard that. But it's all conjecture. So I'm saying because you don't really know if Halle Berry is off, do you, Gypsy, or is it, or do you have some in, inside scoop? Uh, I'm gonna tell you, like I said last week, it really don't matter to me. I mean, she, it, Halle, call me. 
we see your opinion on the subject. I, um, I <laughs> you are a reprobate. And, and for that, we have a reprobate who's intelligent on a radio show that is being broadcast on the Internet, which means it can reach everybody in the world. And for that, we're going to take a music break because the song and this moment are indicative of, are, 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 you know, they speak to each other. Sign of the times. <laughs> we're going to get into print sign of the times. And then we'll get into one more song, um, Jay-Z, American Dream, and then we're going to come back with the topic, you know, the main topic for the day, and that is knowing your seasons, when to plant, when to water, when to harvest the seeds in your life. So let's get into this music, and then we'll be back with you. This is Prince Sign of the Times, and we'll get into some Jay-Z, American Dreaming. Girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home there were 17 year old boys and their ideal fun. It's being in a game called the Disciples High on Crack. Toting a machine gun.
on seasons. But as you know, ain't too many clinical perspectives on seasons. And it's really, really rational, really concrete what a clinician would tell you about, are you walking in and out of doors? Mute yourself. You can hear the door creeping. So, um, real, it would be real concrete. It would be real matter of fact. But it takes out the intuitive, the spiritual part of it, the, the knowing of the seasons. So, if you have any insight on how to recognize and know your seasons, call in at 646-668-2574. This is the next chapter radio. And I'm not saying I'm not going to give my opinion, but it won't be the clinical opinion I usually give. It's going to be my personal opinion. So, Gypsy. Yes, sir. In your life, how do you know your seasons? How do you judge them? How do you know it's really a season and not you just making up stuff in your head to justify it? Like, how do we know? I mean, like, we know when it's winter because, I mean, hell, it starts getting cold, leaves start falling, snow starts falling, you know, you start shivering. And I'm speaking in specific places because in California, none of that happens, so we have to go to where there's seasons. But even in California, there's a drastic difference between daytime temperature and nighttime temperature. Like, literally, I asked for the forecast, um, you know, Google. I'm really teched out. Are they, are they, you know, Google, you know, what's the forecast? And they said it's going to be like 83 during the day and like 43 at night. That's the difference of 40 degrees. So that's how you know when it's winter in California because there's such a drastic change between the daytime and nighttime temperature. But in your life, what does that look like? Gypsy, we're putting you on the spot first. How do you know your seasons? You know, figure this out for us. You know, and again, when we say it's not law, it's our opinions. If you have better opinions, call us, 646-668-2574. But until then, we're going to give our two cents. I might give one and a half. Gypsy, he'll give three. Gypsy, how do we know our seasons, man? You the bother well, in this, you know, break it down. I would say you got to know yourself first. You know what I mean? And then you have to pay nope. attention. What do you mean know yourself? Like, okay. Know, know yourself how? You may have a desire to do something. Like, oh, man, I really want to do this. This is my time. I'm going to do it now. Hold on. <laughs> do you know if you got your thing really in order to jump out there? Do you, or are you just blowing smoke and being and, and, and posturing at this time? You know, oh, well, I got this. I can do this. Yeah, well, you're not at that level that you think you are. Do you really know yourself? Do you know that you are going to jump out there and take yourself to the next level or the next challenge? Are you really up for what that all entails? Good, bad, or indifferent? Are you going to stick to your your decision? You know, because some people will make a decision today and then, you know, will make a decision right now, and then five minutes later it'd be something completely different, you know? Yeah. So what if you stick to your seat, stick to your guns, like you, you stay in that path, but it ain't your season, 
And because it's wintertime, nothing grows. I mean, but how do we know what's the season? Like, we know that it has to be. I guess you got to know yourself. You have some state stick to itness. But how do you know you're sticking in the right season? But you got to pay attention to everything, you know, as you stated about the about nature. You got to pay attention to the sign to the signs and things that's happening around you. Okay, break like, it down. You may hate your job. I hate this job. I want to quit. Ugh. Blah 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 blah. Okay, you can have the desire to do this, this, that, and the other, but. What are you looking at? Are you looking at the fact that you're just tired of waking up in the morning and going, or in the afternoon and going to work? Or are you looking at different things and indicating factors? Like you gave the example of the autumn, right? Mm-hmm. The air gets a little crisper. The trees start losing the leaves. You look up, you see the birds flying. In a certain direction You you feel that crispness That it's a different kind of cold In the morning Than it is in the summertime Or even in the spring mm-hmm. Do you, you You feel it Are you in tune with that Just in nature Now you get Now you take that And if you want to go in this I personally believe that Everything is connected from the from what's going on in the stars and the in the cosmos to what's happening in the atmosphere on the earth to what's happening inside of your own universe. Okay. Connected and how? Connected in terms of you know all right. Cosmic earth human. Give this example. The moon has an effect on, it's been scientifically proven, has an effect on the tides, right? On the water, mm-hmm. in the earth. I tie the okay. tides, that in the third, right? So, it's also been proven that human beings are two thirds water, right? There is mm-hmm. a time. That well, when they say it's a full moon, everybody get to act get to acting crazy. We get to acting like Luna chicks. You see what I'm saying? We get we 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 are affected by the full moon. So the full moon is the only thing that can affect you. What about the quarter moon? What about what about the uh, new moon? What about all of that stuff plays a factor on? The waters of the earth and the waters of the human, of the human uh, physiology. Physiology. Okay. okay. So how do we turn now, that into a season? Now, if, if if you if if you just go with that and looking at everything, start noticing some of the things that are happening outside of yourself and around you. There are certain mm-hmm. things that may be indicating that, like, hey, man, you know, it's time to. It's time to lead this job. Like or it's what? time to lead this relationship. Like, you know, what, 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 what could happen to indicate to you that it was time to leave a job or leave a situation? Okay, every time you go into a job, there's always a problem. 
Everything's always start. Let's, let's say everything always starts breaking down. You know your car keep breaking down every all the time. Hey, uh, you gonna? It's time for me to get a. It's time for me to get another car. My car keep breaking down all the time. You go to mm-hmm. work and hey, whatever you know, whether you're working in a factory or office building, hey, there may be a consistent breakdown in communication. There may be a consistent breakdown in the computer system. There's always something going on adverse to you being there. You may now, how do you know that's not a challenge? Now, how do you know that's not a challenge for you to fix the problem? How like, and I, I'm asking these questions because. You know, no, people, I mean, you know, that's, that's you know what I'm saying. Okay. Do you work in, okay, let's say you had a job where you work with computers, right? Where mm-hmm. you work in, in computers, telemarketing or, 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 or debt collecting. Okay. Right? You go in, there's a problem with four, five programs, the computer crash, you can't make calls out. And this happens not just one day. But for a couple of weeks. Now, you say, how do you know it's not for you to fix the problem? Do you work in IT? Do you know about <laughs> IT? I get you. So, <laughs> you so basically, if the, pro- if the problem is not in your wheelhouse to address, you would use that as a sign that maybe it's time to get out of here. One, you know, two... Hey, let me start looking at let me let me start looking at something else. Another factor. Okay. If you if you traveling in the work, no matter what route you take, and you consistently running into just stupid kind of traffic. Like nothing like, you know, oh well I'm in California, the four oh five is always backed up. No. I mean just like ridiculous stuff. Like, you know, you on your way to work and there's a there's you know I can't even think of something just completely stupid like you may be on your way to work hit this one corner and you get behind like the slowest driving SOB you've ever been behind ever in your life and it's a different person for like three days in a row what is this start asking questions hold on why is this always happening then you go to work and maybe you'll, maybe, you know, you being asked to fix stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you, like the computer systems, the IT. Now you got to put up with all these hassles. Why are you looking at this like this? Let me think about this. Should I stay or should I go? What's, what's going on? What, is this just an exercise in patience? Start asking these questions. Start, start seriously pondering this stuff. And how do you know when you get an answer? That's the question. But you'll start figuring it out. Once you start looking at it and thinking about it, you know, if you you look and you really, like, I like Sherlock Holmes. I used to like Sherlock Holmes when I was a kid, and I even loved the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. I I do. I've watched them a lot. With you know Basil Forte and all those guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and I love the the way that Sherlock Holmes' mind would piece together puzzles. 
And you can put together the different combinations of things and get a clear and concise picture of what's going on or what's happening. But that ability, is that a natural ability or an acquired ability? um, Do we naturally have it in us to know our seasons, or is it some kind of skill set that we have to develop that gets it to it? And for those listening, we're talking about how do you know your seasons, and I'm basically putting Gypsy on trial because I really don't have any good answers for this. They're just personal answers, so I'm just grilling him. But if you have any input, on how to recognize and know your seasons, whether it be spiritual, carnal, or otherwise. We want your input. Call us at 646-668-2574. This is the next chapter radio on the D-Hour Radio Network, and we're talking about getting to the next chapter. Again, 646-668-2574. So, all right, Gypsy, is that a natural thing or an acquired thing? And if it's acquired, where do we get it from? Well, for some people, it's natural. Some people just have an innate ability just to, okay, I need to go and do this now. I need to do that. I don't know what that thing is, but it's just a knack for some people. For others, We'll call it intuition. Yeah, that, that's a good word for it. I was trying to steer away from that, but yeah. Why? But why why what's wrong with intuition? Well, because then it gives it that, you know, Ooh, I've I've got intuition. I've got foresight. You know, it, it gives it that uh, you know uh, spookification, if you will. Yeah, and I know I made up a word, but you know, it gives that's okay. Gives we can make up words. It gives it that uh, connotation. Also, okay. I don't. I, I I try and stay away from the theme of intuition because then it becomes. Some people take that and run with them. Well, women always have intuition. Yeah, well, you should have known that fool that you was going to have that baby with was going to dot your eye. But you didn't, so how good was your intuition? Oh, nope, you missed it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I... So you say this yeah. intuition can turn into an arrogance or a dismissal yeah. of facts, and then you get caught up more into saying that you have intuition than actually being able to practice it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get that. So, um, what I think is, you know, and it's, again, it's just me. I think, uh, you know, you should be able to sit back, observe. Some people have to observe and look at things and analyze because there are there are a lot of people who are very uh, intellectual and analytical and they're if they may feel it again intuition is more of a feeling they may feel it but they can't rationalize it so some people have to sit back and rationalize it and that aspect of it is a learned thing you have to learn what you're looking at see what you see what you're what you're what you're examining like there's a story about that Ayanna Van Zandt tells. You know, Ayanna fixed my life. She used to be on Oprah, right? And mm-hmm. she went to Oprah and said, hey, Oprah, you know, I was praying 
And God told me It's my time to have a show And you Are the person That's supposed to give it to me This is the early 2000s Okay And Oprah's, and Oprah's response was God didn't tell me that the woman didn't get a show. She got a show, but it wasn't with Oprah. And oh, I got you. Make, and they tried to make her everything but what she was. And that show lasted maybe a season. Yeah, it was. I think. I think. That and a man car hawk had the same <laughs> same time on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, he went there. Um, okay, so so okay, so um so to sum it up, um what you're saying is it's a mixture of feeling and rationale where you just what noticed well, one, you said know yourself, right? right? Know what you have the capability of, you know, and add that with a feeling and go from there. Is that what we're getting? Well, no, know, you, know yourself. Know, it's like, listen, some people can't trust their feelings. They can't trust their gut because their gut is like, ooh, I think I'm going to go out and buy a lottery ticket, and I'm going to hit the lottery. I'm going to spend it. $45 on lottery tickets And you just gave away $45 because you wasn't Hitting shit <laughs> Well you got some nice color cards With numbers on them you know You can use you know, decorating right. wallpaper well, you, know, you you got you got some you, you know all you got is some You know you might as well bought you some Went to the dollar store and bought you Some uh, Some coloring book and some Crayola And handled your business That way you know <laughs> you know, paint with numbers. You know, activity books. I'm not making fun of people. I still color. I'm a I'm a giant toddler sometimes. I'll admit it. But, um, you know, some people some people can't trust their gut like that. Some people may have really great intuition, but if they can't rationalize it, then that intuition isn't going to make sense to them. You know what I mean? Okay. So they're not mm-hmm. going to, they're, and then they're going to end up trying to move out of their seasons once they figured it out because they didn't know themselves. You know what okay. I mean? I heard a story right. where it was this, I heard this story one time. It was this guy who did something, well, basically his mouth wrote a check that his ass was forced to cash. And That happens a lot. And he ended up uh, submitting a tape to a national talent contest, televised. Oh, here you go. Here you go. I, I see this car. Dude, the back door in it. Look at you. Look, 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 look at you. He talking about me. 
<laughs> Go ahead and finish the story. Bum juice. <laughs> then this guy was leaving, and just out of nowhere, he can't explain it to this day, said, <laughs> hey, I'm leaving a popper, but I'm a return a king. Ended up going out to New York, going on Showtime in the Apollo, winning four times by just the sheer will of the universe. A iconic songwriter and performer sees him, was going to turn the channel, but said the only reason I paid attention because of your name and then found out you were good. Then signed <laughs> him to be the flagship artist of his record label. Okay. All right. Enough for, enough of the biography. Saying? I get no, it. No, but, but the but thing about it is. But that, but, but although that, yeah, I'm telling your story, but the thing about it, every time you, every time we discuss that, you didn't know what that feeling was. I didn't know it. You just knew it. And yeah. you weren't afraid to walk in it because you knew yourself. Well the, thing, well, the thing about it is I still didn't know what I was doing, but I was, as they say, sometimes you're too stupid to stop. So, <laughs> so, so, what, he's ta- so what he's talking about is Jessica Caremore was on the Apollo, and she won. Now, I didn't know how they did the Apollo, because what happened is they taped a whole bunch of shows at one time. So I didn't think she was going to win five weeks in a row with the same piece, because I mean, they would get tired of the piece, but they don't get tired of the piece because they know that you just have to do the same, same piece, like people do the same song. So I bet that if she wins again, I'll get on the show. It took me a year, and I didn't do it, and the person I was working with said, I thought you were getting on the show. So I get on the show, and I'm leaving Cleveland State University, the African-American Cultural Center, and when I walk out the door, I turn around, and I say, I'm leaving a pauper, and I'm coming back a king. But then when I turned around, I was like, this is stupid. Why did I say that? I'm in trouble. Now I got to win. But at that point, I had no idea that I was going to go undefeated, that I was going to be, you know, retired an Apollo legend, none of that. But I had a feeling, but I didn't know what that feeling was. When I had that feeling, I went into the feeling, which gets into my concept of knowing the seasons is somewhat like nature. Like you notice the leaves are falling. You notice the change in, you notice a change in temperatures. You notice that fruit stops blooming. You notice that flowers stop, stop blooming. You notice that things start to get dry and, and brown and brittle. And so basically, that's what I'm saying what seasons are to me. I start looking at what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, and then I look to see if there are other factors around me happening that support where I'm at. So in other words, if I'm saying, man, I should go to City X, but I really had no plan to go to City X and really no means or no support there. And then all of a sudden I'm talking to somebody, oh, yeah, I'm from City X. You know, if you ever go there, you might want to go to this place or this place. 
And then I'm like, okay, well, the money's not really there. Someone comes up like, hey, man, you know, it's an opportunity to make some money and blah, 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 and it's just enough money to get me back and forth to City X and have me comfortable when I'm there. Then I'm like, well, you know, I still, I really don't have, like, the setup because I got personal responsibilities here where I'm at. And then somebody said, hey, man, you know what? We found some pay time off for you, and, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, things are lining up for me to go to City X. But at that point, I still question it because I'm like, could these things fall through? Are these true, or is this me just really reading into it, and it's not for me to go to City X, it's for me to do something else? But that's what I'm talking about, knowing this, paying attention to what's happening around you and see if it's feeding into or supporting the vision that you think you have for yourself. And for me, that's knowing your seasons. Or if you've experienced something before, knowing when you're experiencing it again and in that moment. Like right now, I think I'm in one of my seasons because at one point I made a transition. This is before I was part of um, Black Poetic or Oppressed Poets or anything. I told people, I said, listen, I'm going to quit one of these jobs. I was working two jobs going to school. I quit one of the jobs. I said, I'm going to be low on money. I'm going to be broke. But in a year or so, I'm going to be a nationally known poet, and I'm going to change the world. And people looked at me like I was crazy. How do you know? I said, I don't know. I'm just doing it. This is what I got a feeling. And a year later, you know, not only did I do the Apollo and Lionel Richie, I won the National Poetry Slams. First male to win the individual championship, the national individual championship. So that stuff, I looked, and it just seemed to be pushing me in that direction. But that's based off of what you said. That's also being in touch with your feelings and also your intellect where you can make those decisions. But I don't know if I would say that's a formula for everybody to go to because what if you're not in tune with your intellect or in tune with your feelings, and you've learned to question yourself. How do you know your season's in? Do you wait till you get to know yourself, or do when you get a feeling, you go on it and move in that season? And if anybody has any insight about this, please call 646-668-2574, because I'm biased. In my season when I moved, I won a lot of stuff. I became internationally known. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm getting calls from people who I know from Europe, talking about, yo, we saw you on TV. So I'm biased. My stuff worked. But, you know, so I'm not sure I want to put that out as the blueprint for knowing your seasons because, again, I'm biased. When I've known my seasons, they've worked, and I've moved into them. But I don't know if that works for everybody. I don't know if, it's, as we say clinically, it's generalizable, and that's a made-up word. But it is a word in, in um, social science. Is it generalizable? Can you generalize it to a greater population or a, a, a different people? Like, or is that germane or just specific to the people that is working for or that you're looking at? So that, but th- that's my idea of seasons. Knowing when things around you are feeding into what your spirit is feeling and leaning toward, and then trusting that they're going to be there. Because sometimes, you know, 
I admit before I move into my season, I think, oh, this is a hoax. I'm going to go do this. It's going to fall apart, and everything's going to be crazy. But then I'm like, but what if I'm incorrect? What if I'm wrong? So then I just move into it. And I say wrong morally because we have a moral duty to move into what our lives call, call us to be. And so clinically in Gestalt, we talk about it, who you're becoming, right? And basically you have to look at the totality of what you do and who you're becoming should be who you're feeding into. And the belief is the more you try to get away from who you are, the more you get stuck in where you're at because you can't move until you're that person. So then also we can look at who am I becoming? What is my life saying of me based on what I do on a daily basis, feel, think? What is that saying about me and where I should be going? And where, and if I'm and if I'm not going in that direction, should I change or should I work on me? And that's why I say it becomes those questions, you know, how do you know when you're incorrect or correct about what you're feeling to change that or vice versa? I mean, it's a, it's a big conundrum to me. So this one, like I said, take it the way you want to take it. There's two different ideas about knowing your seasons, but I think they're based, both rooted in knowing yourself both intellectually, emotionally, and having an awareness of what's going on around you, becoming an astute observer. So we're going to let you sit on that for a minute. We're going to play a little bit of Dear Prudence, and then we're going to come back with our affirmations and final thoughts. And if you have anything to say about this, call us at 646-668-2574. This is the D-Hour Radio Network, and this is TNC Radio, the next chapter, talking about the things that it takes to get to that next chapter in your life and move on to it. Today, we're talking about seasons and signs. So let us know how you feel or marinate on what we told you.
that was Dear Prudence from Across the Universe soundtrack. I don't know where that came from. Gypsy picked that. I have no idea what who that was. It sounds dope. It was kind of like like hypnotic. It was trance like. Um. Well, how did you that's find funny. that? Um. It's uh. You ever seen the movie uh, Across the Universe? It's a dope movie. Uh, what they basically did was they took a uh, a bunch of Beatles songs and. They remade them and made a made a movie or a story surrounding a bunch of Beatles songs. Uh, oh. So that was a saying by the cast, but written by the Beatles, and it was really really dope because talking about knowing yourself and knowing your uh, the reason why I picked it, talking about knowing yourself and your seasons. Um. In the movie, the the character of Prudence was from, you know, small town Ohio, moved to uh, New York City, the village, ended up, you know, doing a whole bunch of different things in a quest to learn herself. Once she figured out who she was and what her proclivities were, um, at one point, she had kind of locked herself symbolically, uh, and I never got the symbolism from this when I was watching it. Locked herself in the closet, and they were they sang the song to her to coax her out of the closet to bring her out into her full self. And sometimes we are fools. And our dreams is telling us to come out and look around. Look, you know, it's fine out here. Come on. Everything is, you know, everything's beautiful out here, and you're beautiful too, and you can do this. And that's one of the things that you said that you struggle with uh, when you get these grandiose ideas. Hey, I'm going to quit my job and do that. Why did I say that? (laughs) Like, wow. Because I told you to, fool, come on over here. And you're like, well, I guess I ain't got no other choice. And then you walk into it, and you're like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? And your life has changed forever. So that's why I picked that song. Okay. So with that said, we're nearing the end of our time together. We got to get into our affirmations. We're about to sum up the show. Basically, what we're saying in knowing your seasons, it's, parts to it. One of them is knowing yourself intellectually. One is knowing yourself spiritually. And the other part is trusting yourself. The other part is being aware and knowledgeable of the things that are going on around you and seeing if they are feeding into the same inkling or push that you have. And if they are, then chances are that's whether you want to call it God, universe, or the season, letting you know, just like snow and cold let you know you're in winter, and the falling leaves let you know you're in autumn, that you're in this season and to act accordingly. So the message today is learn yourself, learn to trust yourself, learn to read the signs, and then discern your seasons, because you have to discern your seasons. Speaking of which, 
Um, how you doing with your affirmation? We got to make these quick because we got to do affirmations and then get into the last song. So how you doing with your affirmation? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm uh, pretty good. I'm staying on time. I'm staying on top of things. And I'm not being busy as much as I am being productive, which I enjoy. All right. So me, like I said, I'm changing mine to read one book a week and then to be productive. Because, like I said, I did update the website. I did get the proof for the book. You know, I have been working on this next part of my life and what it looks like, but it hasn't turned into much as far as reading because, you know, I'm literally doing my website from, like, scratch, and I'm doing it myself. And because it's not something I've done in a long time, it's taken me a long time, but it's looking well. And so with that, my affirmation is just to read at least one book a week and to stay productive and and be productive getting close to it. So if y'all looking for me, you can reach me at ACL Rucker on Instagram. You know, you can find me at relationshipcookbook.com. The site is being updated. The old site is up, but the new site will be up in like two weeks. I think no, about the 15th. Yeah, it's about um, 11 days. And then um, around that time, I'm going to tell you how you can get a copy of the Relationship Cookbook with the new cover. We're doing a re-release. It's going to be on the Internet, and then I'm going to do a physical one in California. I'll let you know when that comes up. And then I got a couple more books coming out by the end of the year. So I'll have two more books besides the Relationship Cookbook coming out in December. So you can reach me at anthony at relationshipcookbook.com for email, relationshipcookbook.com for the website, ACL Rucker on Instagram. What about you? How can they reach you, Gypsy? Um, y'all can reach me right now. I'm working on the website. It's coming. It's coming. I promise. And when it comes, it's going to be dope. Um, right now I'm on Facebook, uh, Lawrence Christopher. That's my government name. Um, and I got an Instagram, but I, I don't post on it. So I forgot what it is. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) And, And also, Find Lawrence Christopher. My um, Facebook is hidden. It's, um, what is it? It's um, A Ruck or something? Yeah, it's Anthony Ruck. Anthony Ruck. Um, But you can't only get me from um, a friend's site because I have a hidden profile. And that's because when I was doing my clinical work, one of my patients found me on Facebook. on um, Facebook, and then actually one of my patients found me on um, Instagram. So my Instagram is not here because I don't do much on that, but my Facebook is hidden, so you have to go through a friend of a friend. So if once you get Lawrence Christopher, just look for Anthony Ruck, and that's it's R-U-C-K, and that's me because you can only get me by being a friend of a friend, or I have to um, send a request to you. So that's how you reach us. Um, anything to add on to the seasons? Thoughts, final um, final ideas? I mean, it's not a personal season, but uh, I'm really starting to look forward to this holiday season, man. Like, you know, for real, mm-hmm. you know, um, tying everything back in just, you know, with the holiday season. The reasons, and this is actually my favorite time of year, not because of the Black Friday shopping and this, that, and the other, but it's that time of year where people 
are no matter what your race or, or or religious beliefs are, people are just genuinely a little nicer, a little kinder. And maybe if we were all better people, then the world would be a better place and we would have a better criminal justice system. Like how I tied that into the first hour, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we did talk about in the front part, a hot topic today was the criminal justice system, specifically capital punishment, and how we feel about it. And I'm going to bring this up again. I'm just going to read this. And this is from a post on Facebook from Sean King. That's S-H-A-U-N space K-I-N-G. And like I said, I've watched the, um, the footage they have, and even Dr. Phil and his audience think that even if he's not innocent, he didn't get a fair trial. But most people think he's innocent. So... This is Sean King's post. Listen to me. We have 16 days to save the life of Rodney Reed for a crime he did not commit. So far, they have 31,952 people who've signed our petition and joined our team, freerodneyreed.com. Oh, it's in there, freerodneyreed.com. So you can go to there. But it's ongoing, but it's going to take millions of us. We need all hands on deck, okay? Watch this video and other videos I posted. Learn the facts. Research them for yourself. And click the link in my bio to join our action steps. <clears throat> Let's go. And that's what I like about Sean. He gives you the information and he tells you to read it and look at it first and then make up your mind. So, again, you can go to Sean King's profile on Facebook or Free Rodney Reed. And it's just like it sounds R O D N E Y R E E D dot com. Free Rodney Reed dot com. If you think this brother is innocent based off of what you say, you've seen, you know. I forgot which state he's in, but they'll, they'll show you. Sign the petition. I signed the petition. Call somebody, protest, because, you know, brother is scheduled to be executed in 16 days. And from what people are saying, independent investigations and other people involved, there's no way he could have even physically done it. So check that out. That's, you know, it's a serious topic for the day. You know, so our affirmations are, you know, um, you know, Gypsy, you know, to, he said to be productive more than busy. And to not be tardy. Mine is to read at least one book a week and be productive. And also, I'm adding to live into my season. So, with that, you know, we love y'all. We care about y'all. Next week, we're going to be talking about who to surround yourself with. In other words, some people think that they are so great that they can be around anybody and be successful, or that they can pull other people up because they're so dynamic, they can pull other people up to their level. We don't know that. I guess it d- depends on the strength of your pull. But next week, we want to know how does who you surround yourself with affect it. Like if you're Michael Jackson, can you be around somebody who is negative and it still not pull you down and you pull them up or you still succeed while they fail? On that level, like how great can you be and be around people who are not conducive with your dreams? Or do you need people conducive with your dreams? That's the big question. Who do you surround yourself with and how do you decide that? We're going to discuss that next week. So this has been TNC Radio, the next chapter. I am your host, co-host A-Town, and your other host is... Jitsi Soul Child. And we thank you for listening. We hope that you learned something and that you found something beneficial to you in deciding what to do 
and how to do it in knowing your seasons. And as we end every show, we tell you, keep your eye on the sparrow. Well, actually, Sammy Davis does it, but we just like to say it. It sounds cool. Y'all be easy. We'll catch you next week. As they say, same bat time, same bat channel. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. No, 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 no. no. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't run your feet down no dead end street.